and welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And how are we all surviving this comeback-packed October? We're still in the past where it hasn't happened yet, but I'm tired for our future selves. Yeah, this will be a um, one right after the other jam-packed month. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder from here in the past if like Hyuna has like a date, or if she, if, or if they're just like if they've just dropped a music video because I feel like the spoilers mm. at this point in the past are getting really, they're like coming they're so very fast spoilery. that I feel like it's got to be soon. And then like Super Junior is back, and Monster X will be back probably by the time this episode comes out. And like mm. I don't know, there's just so much going on this month, and I wish that uh, we were in the future and could talk about it, but. Uh, we're just, here in the past. But we're here in the past, and I just thought I'd address everybody and say, hope you're hanging in, because I know we're <laughs> all tired. And this it's only October, and I'm already starting to think and like try to plan for our end-of-year episodes, and no, I just want to sit down and cry, because there was too much K-pop this year. We're utterly fucked for our yeah. end-of-the-year shows, because having to choose the best of 2019, like, outside of K-pop, this year has not been great, but... Oh man, K-pop so has been much having good music. a golden year. Yeah, and there's golden. just so much of it. It's How will be, we even pick? I'm already upset just thinking about it. I know. Like, Temin Want came out this, this year. year. I know. So long ago. <laughs> I know. <sighs> anyway, um, today's topic uh, is something that I've, like, been wanting to talk about for a while because I feel like it's a very important, like... Um, aspect like a hidden like one of those you know hidden gears that like keeps it all turning that like maybe we all don't Mm -hmm. think about as often a behind the scenes detail that is essential but never seen yeah or seen on rare occasions or seen when they shouldn't be or you know we'll get into it but this is the idea that all K-pop idols whether they be groups or just solo artists and even like actors and whatever in the Korean entertainment business everyone gets a staff yes and sometimes staff is used as a very general term um, to refer to, well, sometimes, always. Yeah. Staff is a very general term that is used to apply to a lot of different positions of someone's team. Yeah. And I think generally most idols team is a, like that's around them every day is made up of managers, which we'll talk about a lot today. And they, you know, are responsible for basically all aspects of an idol's life. And then there's the other thing, another thing that uh, is referred to as a cordy, which is short for coordinator. Mm. And they are the stylists and the people who have like extra clothes in the van or whatever. Like yeah. the cordies also come along because people have to be dressed and look good on TV. And then also bodyguards, which are very important uh, when there's rabid fans around. And Absolutely. Such. Do cordies also encompass, you said they meant they include stylists. Do they also include makeup and hair people? I think so. And based on what I've seen, it seems like cordies travel with the yes, idols like managers do, do. Um, and especially the people who are in charge of their wardrobe specifically yes. right because a lot of times like uh, the reason that you need all of these things is that like idols have very very packed schedules mm-hmm. like companies like to keep them busy and making money so sometimes you'll get up in the morning and go do a radio show and then you have a photo shoot later and then you got to do something else so your cordy has to have three outfits in the yeah. back of the va- or seven outfits in the back of the van because who knows what could happen or whatever so they've got to 
And they're responsible for making sure that you look good yeah. all the time. Uh, there's one of my favorite uh, little shiny Cordy moments I on Weekly Idol. <laughs> on a recent Weekly Idol before they went to the military, uh, they were playing a game and like Mino's hair was like one strand was out of the way. And yeah. his like Cordy Nuno was like, let me fix your hair. And he fully turns into a baby for like five seconds. And yeah. he's like, who even cares? It's just a game. And he like stands there and she like combs his hair like a baby. And then he like stomps back. Cause he is in the middle of a game that he is losing badly. And he is getting very competitive and cranky about it. And so he like stomps over like, don't interrupt me. I'm trying to win. And then she fixes his hair. But it's hair. her job to make sure that his hair always looks good. Yeah. And that is not the shiny moment I thought you were going to oh. bring up because my favorite Cordy shiny moment is from one of their shiny world tours where Mino comes off the stage and he's shirtless and very sweaty and it's somebody's job to just Wipe dab him, him yes! with a towel. <laughs> and I was like, where do you apply? For that job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so these staff members are very important because they are always around mm -hmm. and they are they sort of work as like um like a surrogate arm of the company between the idols and the company to like ensure that everyone's best interests are mm -hmm. like an ideal ideally your staff would be like perfectly working in harmony to make sure that the idol is getting what they want and the company is getting what they want and like everybody meets in the middle yeah. it doesn't always work that way but that's the intention mm -hmm. And the key piece of that in particular is the manager. Right. Because the manager is in charge of all contacts for the artist, including communication between the company and the idol itself, whether that's idol to company or company to idol. The manager is basically in charge of their entire life. They are responsible for communicating for endorsement deals, TV appearances. Um, if the idol is interested in doing a collaboration with another artist that has to go through the that has to go through the manager. Um, any communication, like I said, between the company itself and the idol or vice versa, it all like the manager is the point person and they usually end up having the craziest schedule because they're the ones who have to if the artist has to be there at five so they have to wake up at three the manager has to wake up at two or one in right. order to make sure that there are that their artist gets to wherever they need to be on time at that podcast recording uh for grace helbig that jordan and i got to sit on with eric nam he said like managers are the unsung like heroes of k-pop because they get up before you and they mm -hmm. go to sleep after you yeah um like they don't and uh, and the communication thing I feel like that even comes down to just simple cell phones because I can think of like a gajillion of reality variety examples of people calling a celebrity friend and the manager picks up the phone yes absolutely <laughs> the manager usually even is holding on to the artist's cell phone especially because when the artist is going on all of their schedules like photo shoots and radio shows and TV appearances they can't have their cell phone on them while right. they're doing these things so the manager always has it and is sort of the voice of the artist for a significant period of the day. And they manage not just the idols, but also making sure that all of the cordies get there on time. That if there's a mistake, they get have the supplies they need to fix it or whatever the case may be. They literally manage every aspect. It seems like a very, very intense and stressful job mm -hmm. and I doubt very seriously that it like pays enough for what it is oh, <laughs> like oh yeah a 
great example of how stressful and challenging a manager's job is, is 17. Yeah. Because 17, of course, is a group of 13 members. They usually have three managers at a time. But in a show called The Manager, there's a show that recently followed around one of 17's managers. And in that, it was revealed that First, Song Kwan goes on and on for a really long time about how his heart really goes out for the managers because of that idea that right. they get up before you and they they go to sleep after you. He's like, I'm worried it's bad for their health. And it just might be because 17, since their debut, has had 15 different managers. Yikes. And the longest any of them have ever lasted is six months. Whoa. So they have an intense <laughs> rotation of managers. I don't know if the manager that was featured on that show, the manager is still their manager, um, but he's a very good manager and he uh, enlisted some, some hilarious, uh, well, I guess actually they've been doing this since their debut, um, but because there's so many of them, they count off um, in order <sighs> to always do like a roll call. Right. And they talk a lot in that episode about how at the beginning when they were rookies, it was just like very normal to always have to count off. But now it's kind of embarrassing because right. they are like trying to look cool in front of younger groups. And so they don't have to. Yeah. Two. So instead of saying one, two, now they do it as though they're not really counting. They're just casually one. Oh, two. Mm, uh, I think that's four. Just right. like casually throw it out there so that they can save face in front of their rookie groups. Um, did you, uh, forgive me if you said this in that whole thing, but does 17 usually just have a manager or like three at a time? Is it like they a preschool? Like you gotta have They usually have three at a time and the managers are sort of, because they have the three units, I think they probably divide them by unit, but they have a key manager. So like one of those three managers is sort of in charge of everyone, mm -hmm. but then you within that have sort of like a, almost like being a you know, a chaperone at a field trip. Right. You are responsible for everyone, but also keep an eye on these four. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I think the manager relationship is very interesting and changes. And if you have a good manager that you stick with, I think that relationship, the nature of it changes significantly as the idol's career goes mm -hmm. on. Like a manager of a rookie group is probably never sleeping and is like very mean and very stressed out um, because like rookie groups need to be kept in line. And yeah. I feel like their managers, yeah, their managers are more like babysitters, mm -hmm. like making sure that they aren't getting lost and then like, and keeping them out of trouble because yeah. they're like new. But then if your manager stays with you a long time and you get really rich and famous, then your manager just becomes like your personal assistant who's buying you groceries and being your Instagram wife and driving you play like man like yeah. Suho's manager just goes on vacation with him so he can take pictures of him like in front yeah. of buildings or whatever. Yeah, and the manager sort of becomes like I mean they are from the get-go as if, even for rookies like they are responsible for taking care of quote an idol's needs so that means anything as far as like I'm can you get me a coffee I'm tired and then they'll go and they'll right. get you a coffee or whatever um a few fun facts or I don't know about fun a few general facts about managers for one they're usually male mm -hmm. just a fact of the industry they're usually men um and sometimes they stick with the artist but sometimes they get changed out because it depends on whether the manager is like 
affiliated specifically with the company mm. or affiliated specifically with the artist. Because sometimes, and I'll use an example later on about a particular manager who's gotten like well known by fans of a couple different groups, but because of the company themselves, they'll like maybe they start out with one JYP artist and then the company needs them to manage something else. So then they like, they get changed around. Right, right, right. So sometimes staff changes not because of like a disagreement or an issue with the relationship between the idol and the staff, but just because of the company itself. Yeah, totally. Um, Another thing that I thought was very interesting, I saw it a couple of times, is like I always assumed because like thinking of rookie groups like needing to be kept in line and have like an authority figure babysitter. I always assumed that managers were like older, Mm. but I saw a lot of stories of same age and younger managers. I watched this video of a former shiny member or former shiny manager who kept referring to them as the shiny youngs. And I was like, are you shitting me? Yeah, I read the exact same article. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the interview with him where he was like, the shiny youngs are so nice. I learned a lot from them. And I was like, wait, youngs? All of them? Even to me? Oh, Lord. Yeah, (laughs) so that just, like, kind of shocked me a little bit. But I guess that, like, does make sense for, like, an established group like Shiny. But I'm always imagining these, like, older or, like, you know, Mm -hmm. dudes that are older than the groups, like, bossing them around or And that is the case for some of them. But it's not unheard of for a manager to be be fairly young. Um, And I read one interesting thing, like, because due to the demand of the schedule that a lot of times during promotions, like comebacks and debuts, the manager will dorm with the, mm-hmm. with the group in their, whatever company dorms are not just in like a, Oh, we're going on tour. And so we're all staying in a hotel, but like these company dorms, the EXO manager is like sleep sharing a room with Tao right. because he's going to need to like wake them all up in the, at yeah. the ungodly hours. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, so we have some, we have a lot of stories, some specific stories about managers and because the potential for darkness is there, I want to get that part out of the way now so that Absolutely. we don't end on a sad note. Always get the bad news out of the way yes. before the good news. So as with all things, like when there are a lot of managers who are like not good people or mm-hmm. made poor choices or whatever. Or react poorly due to stress and exhaustion. Yes. Um, But before we get into like the actual, some like actual concrete evidence of bad manager treatment, I think that there often just is a general like suspicion and resentment of managers in K-pop culture in general. Um, It seems it's an easy scapegoat for fans to get mad at because at things like fan signs and music shows, managers are just like yelling and corralling people and like you need to leave your time is up like give me that Mm -hmm. present and then people get very angry like she took that teddy bear too hard from me or she was yelling and people just get very like worked up over the attitudes that managers Mm -hmm. have and I think it has a lot to do with the idea that like we said in it is a manager's responsibility to control almost every aspect of that idol's life Um, and so because of that like certain fans who of course get like very you know worried or skeptical about a company's treatment or schedule or like you know uh, obligations that an idol might be under they get very skeptical of that and so then they take it out on the manager because the manager is the one who's in charge of that schedule it doesn't necessarily mean they they make the schedule, but they are in charge of enforcing the schedule. And because their schedules are so intense, people often blame the manager for that. Right. 
Um, I which may or may not be appropriate. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. It's hard to find a lot of information about managers. Yeah, like unless like unless there were ones that like straight up committed crimes and their names are mm-hmm. documented somewhere. Like it's really hard to find out like who works at a company or who's mm-hmm. in charge of people or whatever. And I feel like I've seen on Twitter several times like the 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 manager Nuna in the gray sweater at Music Bank today was being rude. Like does anyone yeah. know who she is? And like people mm-hmm. will get like we gotta track this manager down and tell the company that like she's being mean to us. Yeah. But a lot of their personal information is not known. And a key piece of that is because because part of their job involves not being seen or heard. Right. They are supposed to be in the wings um, the whole time, and they are not meant to have a face or name, really. So a good manager is probably one that you don't They've notice. never seen. Yeah. Um, another, like, one I remember that it actually there was, like, a hashtag that they were able, that the end citizens were able to, like, trend at one point, but somebody put together a compilation of all of the times that NCT had gotten scolded during a live mm. because the managers are the ones like holding the phone or like standing. They're usually just the ones on the other side of the table for the V lives or whatever. And there were several instances of members of NCT like getting loud or getting wild and then suddenly stopping mm. and like looking off camera like they were frightened. And so the fans just started getting really like worried about them. Mm-hmm. Like, are they like raising their hands like I'm gonna hit you like because that's how some of them were reacting yeah they like flinch a little like they were gonna get in very big trouble but like nothing ever really like came of it because like how do you prove that and like also the company would probably be like yeah that's what we sit them in there for is like to make sure they don't slip up or get loud or say something they shouldn't like I don't know it's like a weird it's that weird that weird thing I was saying where like And the shiny guy even said it is that the hardest part of being a manager is like if you love your group and you like care about them and they want something, but the company is telling you they can't have it. Yeah. Or like, you know, you like maybe the NCT managers like want them to have as much fun on live as possible, but they got yelled at by somebody because of how NCT acted on the last live. Mm -hmm. So they have to stop it. Like it's or like if the company tells the manager that the idol has to be on a diet and then the idol goes on a re- variety show and they have to eat something and the man it's the manager's responsibility to remind them hey don't eat that you're on a diet and that of course makes the manager the bad guy there's a lot of examples of that for one of red velvet's managers yes. i saw that come up a lot there's a um, there was a funny i did appreciate the standing up there was a time where um sunny i think it was on a radio show was like talking to red velvet and was like What's the deal? Like, I keep seeing you guys getting scolded for eating. Like, what are your diets like? What's happening? And they were like, oh, we can't. And she was like, why? You're all too skinny. Which manager told you you couldn't? That honey out there? I know her. I'm going to tell her that, like, like, <laughs> like, Sunny, like, fully stood in there and was like, uh-uh, they can't tell you not to eat. I won't stand for this. I love it. You go, Sunny. Um, eat but- whatever you want, ladies. <laughs> um, but uh, I guess, like, some pretty... Some bad, some bad, bad stories, if we'll get in there. Um, A lot of them involve um, managers, I would say, losing patience with fans and getting Mm -hmm. physically violent when there are, like, saucings or crowds or whatever. There are some upsetting videos. Oh, yes. I didn't watch a lot of them because I was like, you know what? I don't want to watch this grown-ass man violently shove a teenage girl. I just don't. I can I don't need to see it with my own eyes to believe that it happened. But I saw, like, two distinct categories of bad managers. One was in... (coughs) 
One was in this negative fan interaction where maybe they went too far in trying to control a crowd or a particular fan. And the other was a negative fan, or excuse me, a negative interaction between manager and idol. So first we'll talk about the fan interactions. Is there anyone in particular that you, any instance? One that I saw that like kept coming up because, or whoa, there, uh, there's a shiny one that's Mm. kind of famous where a shiny manager hits someone at the airport and it's very undeniable. And this shoved so hard, so hard. This other one I saw, it was from years ago. CN Blue was like Mm -hmm. getting out of a van and this manager like upside the head, like smacks this girl like so hard and is screaming like, are you fucking crazy? Like he lost his mind. Is that the one where her glasses fly off her face? (laughs) Probably. Yeah. There's one and I can't remember which group it was because I I kept seeing a few instances like repeated in different lists was uh, Wanna One, EXO, Shiny, and C and Blue all had at least one moment where their manager got like too rough with a fan and one of them I can't remember which one I didn't write it down because I was I didn't want to right um, but one of them actually the fan was able to uh, get legal repercussions because she ended up like having he like hurt her neck right or something and she like went to the doctor for it and so because she had like a doctor's note she was able to get some kind of re- legal repercussion or ramification yeah. uh, sought out after that after that particular manager. Uh, I saw in the other way of the same behavior towards an idol, there was an episode of BTS's little YouTube show Mm -hmm. and they were following one member in the foreground and in the background, one of the managers is yelling at Jungkook and you can see him raise his hand in a violent jet, like in a threatening gesture. Mm -hmm. He doesn't hit him, but he like threatens to and fans noticed it and were like, and Jungkook noticeably flinches as though perhaps he has been struck before. before. And there were some, fan accounts of that interaction where they heard the manager yelling, like, get away from me while my tone is still nice. And so that instance, that manager ended up being dismissed Mm -hmm. um, because fans were, you know, reasonably upset about what they witnessed. Um, And the company came out and issued a formal apology, which was one of those, like, legally sort of (laughs) non-apologies where they were like, we will work hard to ensure trust between fans and idols and staff. Um, But, yeah, that manager actually got dismissed um, because of it in December 2015. Yeah. Well, all I have left under worst is the terrible blackmail scandal. Mm. I didn't know if you had anything else. I did not. Okay. So this is a horrible story and I literally hate it, but it like must be told. Um, So back in the year 2000, uh, Beck Ji Young, who we've talked about a bunch of times, solo artist, OST queen. My ears candy. Yes. Yes. Back in 2000, when she was still a teenager, uh, her ex-manager, this man named Kim Ji-won, they had been having a secret torrid affair. Oh, yikes. And she was like, tried to end it and wanted new management and was just trying to remove herself from it. And he blackmailed her by putting a sex tape he had (gasps) secretly made of them on the internet. But immediately everyone was like, um, this is child porn. So then they put out a warrant for him and he fled the country. Oh my God. 
All of her music was pulled from the radio. People, like, burned her records. She was, like, done for and moved to the U.S. for six years and just, like, disappeared. Wow. Um, She came back, obviously, and decided that she was going to hold her chin high. And she is, like, mate. She's fully recovered her career and she is, like, very beloved. But it was, like, this horrible stain and this terrible man who did, like, it's, I think that's probably the worst. So many, that's definitely the worst. There are so, so many terrible, upsetting layers to that. Um, Wow. Yikes. Horrible. Yeah, so that was, like, the worst manager story I could find. It's really bad, but ugh. Yeah. So that's that's how bad it can get. Oh, I have another one. It's it's also bad, but maybe it'll be a slight palate cleanser from black blackmail tape. Um, a former B2M entertainment manager uh, was caught in 2016 stealing from Spica and Eric Nam. <gasps> And in 2016, he was sentenced to eight months in prison for it. So he was caught and punished. But uh, how dare he go against not only my girl Spica, but also best friend of the podcast, Eric Nam? Nam. Unacceptable. Eric, get over here. We got to talk to you about this. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah, that's that's like how... Managing how management can go bad. Yeah. Um, there's also some like room. I saw some rumory things, but none of them were confirmed. But a, a rumor that has come up several times is that Sasangs managed to get manager positions in companies. <gasps> and then people will be like, that person is a known Sasang. Like they shouldn't be managing anybody. Like they shouldn't be getting access to idols because they've proven themselves to be wackadoos. Ooh, what a nightmare. That's horrible. I also saw a lot of other rumory things where like, I remember when we, so back in the day, long, long ago, when we did our choreography episode and I was learning about Seventeen for the first time, I saw a lot of articles that were about fans Thinking that managers had, like, been stealing fan gifts from, uh, yeah. from Seventeen. Um, and then I also read, I think it's NCT, but I could be wrong. Maybe it was a one-on-one. I don't remember. It was one of those really big boy groups where fans were complaining about a female manager who they felt was too touchy with the boys and felt like she was crossing a line um, and like accusing her of sexual harassment. And then she ended up leaving that group and she was assigned to another boy group. And when she was photographed at the airport, the report, like the fans came back and were like, no, remember her? Like she's inappropriate. Like she shouldn't be the manager. So I don't remember. I don't know exactly like what happened with that, but I just remember fans often throw up red flags about certain managers and sometimes it is it is well right yeah um but we should now i would rather take a few minutes to talk about some funner manager stories because Mm -hmm. that was a bummer and i don't want to talk about bummers anymore um so one of my favorite stories um there was a tv show it's still on the air but it's called omniscient um, and the it follows around celebrity managers mm-hmm. like doing their lives and like occasionally the celebrity the celebrities show up, but it's like supposed to be about the managers. And that last year, Sunmi did an episode with her longtime manager. Okay, so Sunmi had this manager, Lee Heju, and she's been with her since Wonder Girls days, all the way through to solo stuff. And Heju was having like bad 
financial problems and she was probably going to get kicked out of her apartment and was like looking into shady loan shark stuff and was like in a very bad spot. And then one day she checked her bank account and there was a bunch of money in there and it had been deposited by Sunmi. Um, so when she asked her about it, Sunmi was like, I overheard you on the phone and like, I felt like I shouldn't have been listening, but that I needed to help you. And like, I'm sorry that I can't just outright buy you a house, but like, I hope this helps and like, please don't pay me back. Um, and so the manager just like tearfully told this story on TV and was just like, Sunmi's so important to me. Um, and I thought that was just like very sweet and nice. But unfortunately, this year she left um, and she's not Sunmi's manager anymore. Aww. She said she had personal reasons um but she stuck with her for like many many years wow. and it seems like they were close and that's nice i hope it was an amicable yeah me too for her for for her leaving me too um because i know i mean as much as like managers and idols can really bond like we said it's such a demanding job to be an idols manager because if you we're constantly talking about how demanding it is to be an idol and then again consider being the person who has to wake up before all of those idols um so i can't imagine that it's a job where you could do it for a really long time. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It would be very surprising to me to have a manager last for an entire idol's career because that means over a decade of yeah. like three hours of sleep and no social life and seven days a week constantly being on call. Like, oh, I wouldn't be able to do that no matter how much I loved the idol. Yeah. I just, I really don't think I could. I th- I wonder if that's what happened uh, with Hyanna's manager. She had this one manager who was with her like from, Wonder Girls to for a minute and was like always by her side and when the troubles happened and they all got fired from Cube like that was it she's mm. never been seen again um, which was like a bummer because I thought they were like really friends but like maybe they weren't and like or maybe Cube really, really came down hard on her and maybe and made she it got her like, fault. Yeah, and maybe she got like blacklisted and stuff. Because oh, no, I read yeah. a lot about how managers, if they are willing, managers help in covering up and facilitating relationships. Oh, sure. And so, I mean, obviously they like manage the entire schedule. So it, I wouldn't be surprised if Cube utterly fucked her over because of they the said whole it was her fault. Hyanna Edom thing. Yeah, and yeah, maybe yeah. she's like not able to work in that industry anymore who knows I don't know but she still posts cute pictures of her uh, nephew on Instagram so she hasn't disappeared but uh. (laughs) Um, I have a couple of different examples of just like cute interactions Um, for example one of the member one of the managers of girls generation when he got married all nine of girls generation attended the wedding and there's really cute photos of the bride and groom like surrounded by all of girls generation Um, similarly one of the managers of EXO fairly recently uh, like within the last two or three years he got married and EXO performed at their wedding very nice Um, so that was really nice there's wonderful photos of them all in their suits um, and they just look uh, they just look so good Um, and one member that or one manager that I wanted to bring that I brought up a little bit earlier so what twice had a female manager whose name is Kim Nayon, um, and she was she is 
utterly beloved by fans themselves. Um, And she first gained attention as one of Twice's managers when at a fan sign event, um, she helped a fan who's in a wheelchair access the stage. Mm. So she like went out of her way to make sure he could get on stage. And then while he was on stage, she knelt down and pushed him to each member, but continued to crouch so that the rest of the fans could still see the members. Yeah, Um, And so she got like a lot of Twitter acclaim and love from the onces for that. Um, she's also appeared on certain like V live streams. Um, and people say that she looks like uh, sadness from Inside Out. So they oh, call yeah. her Sad Nuna, <laughs> oh. Sad Nuna manager. But she takes that nickname in pride and in stride. And there's a lot of like funny Instagrams and pictures of her. But she's since left. So she initially was with Twice. And then JYP switched her to Stray Kids for a little while. And then uh, now she is with Eyes One. Oh, interesting. So she's not even with JYP anymore. Now she's with Eyes One. Interesting. Eyes One. Eyes One. Okay, right. I said it right the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Just um, making sure. <laughs> another like famous famous in the fandom uh, staff is IU has a bodyguard yes. named Mr. Park, and he's been her bodyguard for many years. Since and 2011. And he's tall and he's hot and like there's like really great pictures of him like holding umbrellas over her and it's just yeah. like fancy like fancy bodyguard stuff that everyone would like dream of. He has a cool earpiece. I'm like, I don't know. He's a cool bodyguard. Yeah, he's a cool bodyguard who's always by her side and fans love him because he does like really sweet small gestures that are like always looking out for her such as holding umbrellas. Um, but they are also good friends. They like, uh, he, she like Instagrams him and stuff and mm-hmm. so they like get along well and Oh, man, if that was a romance. Oh, that would be wild. That would be amazing. Someone should make a drama about that if they haven't They yet. did. It stars Whitney Houston. It's called The Bodyguard. Oh, right. <laughs> well, yeah. Isn't that also being, like, redone right now? Or, the Bodyguard? Or no. Am I thinking? There's some show. This is not important. But it has Rob, Rob Stark is in some show where he's playing like some oh, yeah. kind of bodyguard. Is it? It's called Bodyguard. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, I don't know if it's a romance, though. I thought that was like an intense action thriller. Maybe it is. Thriller. I have no idea. Oh, none of these pictures are working. Um, another manager that got a bunch of attention recently is one of A Pink's managers, uh, because Yunji wasn't. Yes, <laughs> I wrote this down too. It was so cute. Uh, it was on week uh, Weekly Idol. Weekly Idol. Oh, it was back in 2015, but this guy hasn't gone away, and he's hot, and people like him. But uh, Yunji wasn't there, so they like made him be on the Weekly Idol episode and like stand there in like a flower crown and like. It's very funny. Oh, that's actually not the instance that I thought you were going to bring up about a Pink's manager because one of their managers, I don't know if it's the same one as you just mentioned, but there was an instance where there's a lot of really cute different moments from different groups and different managers where the manager like knows the choreography. Mm-hmm. But in one instance, a Pink was perform practicing like doing a sound check rehearsal for one of their concert appearances and one of their members was not there so the manager was the sta- was her stand-in for the like entire thing and like knew her format like her place in the formation and um you know all of the choreography and there's really great yes really great footage of him standing in for yunji let me see 
Oh my god, he's wearing like a purple sweatshirt. They're all in their costumes and he's just like there. Oh my god, he knows exactly where yep. to walk. He knows the dance too! <gasps> Cute! Oh my god, he really does He's know the whole thing. He's even holding a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite thing I've ever seen from a manager. Oh my so god. So cute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good booty shaking. Oh, my God. That's he so funny. He holds the mic like he's really singing. Oh, this hurts my cheeks. It fills me with so much joy. Oh, my God. I also really love, shout out to um, one of Seventeen's Nuna managers. I don't know if she's a Cordy or if she's a manager, but she's a Nuna staff. And they were at a fan sign fairly recently. And one of the fans handed... Uh, one Woo arose and the staff just came up so casually behind him and just put it to his mouth. And it's from behind. So Wan Woo, like just on instinct, opens his mouth and like accepts it into his teeth. But <laughs> all of the fans just like cracked up and screamed. And uh, this perfect photo moment that this beautiful Nuna staff just she knew she knew what the fans wanted. Yeah, she really, really nailed that <laughs> um, because that's like a thing that managers have to do at fan signs is they're just constantly sweeping to take presents off the table mm -hmm. and to tell people to move it along if they're taking too long and she the way she sweeps in behind is like he's expecting her to just take it because yeah. they just take things <laughs> but she sticks at his teeth and said it's very funny um i the article that i found all of the like links were broken and it was annoying but so i couldn't have any examples but hot managers also get a lot of attention yeah. like if people have hot managers like sometimes the fans will figure out who they are and follow them on instagram or start hashtags mm -hmm. for the man like nicknames and hashtags for the hot yeah. managers wasn't there this is he's not a manager but isn't the one of the bodyguards or secret service members of like the korean president really hot I think so. Yeah, I feel like I remember like a BuzzFeed article that was like, everyone's losing their shit over this Korean bodyguard. Yeah. Uh, because he's just like in the background. Looking you just hot. notice the face. Their earpieces. Yeah, I think there's a an infinite manager who is known as being so hot he could be a member, a member of, of the, the group. group. Mm -hmm. um, and he, he even went on uh, one of the episodes of Weekly Idol that Infinite was on um, – Song Yu had to have a punishment. He had to get hit in the head by the the rubber hammer, mm -hmm. and they invited the manager to do it. Um, they were like, "You've earned this moment. Right. <laughs> you get to come and hit him over the head." Um, and he is very good looking. Yeah, that's great. Um, I was suddenly reminded he wasn't good looking. This story is the exact opposite of a good looking manager story, but it still makes <laughs> me laugh. It's a shiny story. It was an episode of it was an episode of We Got Married, and Naon had sent Tamien on this like scavenger hunt through the studio through the music studio, and then he was like, "Oh, I need to send her a picture." So all of Shiny like got in this tower, like made their arms into like a heart or whatever, and they were posing, and the manager like takes the picture. 
picture and he hands it to Mino and then he just took like a shitty selfie of like <laughs> up his nose. Like the camera was turned around the other way and the manager just like took this like horrible picture and he makes them all laugh so hard and it's like one of my favorite Mino laugh moments. So thank Isn't that there manager. a really sweet uh, photo series of Mino's manager? Yes, I was trying to find it again because I saw it on Twitter the other day and then I like couldn't find it again. But it was like this sweet little photo set of the same manager walking behind me, you know, when he's like really little and walking him into the army. <laughs> so sweet. That's so sweet. Hopefully um, not the same manager that violently shoved that fan at the I don't, I'd, I'm guessing that it probably wasn't. I would guess that <laughs> that manager was probably let go or given a desk job or something. Because that was like so on camera. I feel like oh, the yeah. fans wouldn't have stood for it to keep him Absolutely. to stay around. Even the members look like very shocked. Yeah. Um. Do you have any other like stories or anything else that you wanted to point out? Because I don't know if I do. Um, no, I don't. No. That's it. Okay. Well, that was all I, I just wanted to take, take a moment and talk about it because we've never talked about it before. And I feel mm -hmm. like the managers are always there. They're yeah. always there driving people around and make like, just making everything, making they make everything happen. happen. Yeah. They're responsible for everything. And like, of course, you know, K-pop centers around the idols, but the, it takes a, big dedicated team to put together every aspect of the k-pop industry and managers are the unsung heroes and occasional villains yeah. of the k-pop machine the machine uh so we say thank you to all of you good managers and we say watch your back bad managers you have eyes yeah. on you all the time mm -hmm. <laughs> and fans you keep an eye out on your idols make sure they're getting treated well and make sure you're getting treated well too yeah don't let anyone shove you that ain't cool uh and with that, we'll be right back with our random game. All right, we're back. And this week, we got a girl group called Sia. Yeah, S-E-E-Y-A. And the like, Y is capital. See you later. Yeah. Not like Sia, that artist who wears a wig over her eyes. Correct. <laughs> See ya. Um, so this girl group at all times had three, well, had three members in it. They replaced one, and before their disbandment, they were down to two. Mm -hmm. uh, but they debuted in 2006 under Mnet Entertainment, uh, and they won a mama for best new group, which, yeah. I mean, it was there. I think that might be proof of how award shows work mm. uh but anyway yeah how interesting that this mnet label group won an mnet artist award yeah but it's interesting but we'll see is what it is so um their debut song was called the first mind um and it was launched alongside other singles called a woman's scent and shoes Oh, it says the album was called The First Mind. Ah, uh, excuse and me. And so the, the singles had different names. It was not a, a I same. See. The woman, a woman Scent and Shoes. Those are different titles. Two different songs <laughs> off of their debut album. Um, let's see. They also did some OSTs, it seems, um, and came out with a second album sh the very next year in 2007, which was called Lovely Sweetheart. It was the fifth best-selling album in Korea that year. Wow. 2007. Mm. Wild. 
Um, then in 2008, they released an album called California Dream. Um, this hmm. had three new songs on it, and it, quote-unquote, topped the charts. Yes, and it was three new songs in addition to other songs that had been individually released as side projects. So kind of like a compilation album. Yes, and then this also says that in 2009, Sia performed a project group with Davici and Tiara, hmm. and they released a single called Women's Generation. Interesting. Um, then a member left, and the other two had a press conference to say they were disappointed in her. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> That's a bummer. Um, they got a new member, so there were three of them again in 2009, and they did a mini album. Oh, damn, they really shit-talked that member that left. They said, one of the members said that the entire group had revolved around that member's wishes, and that they had received an advance in their salary for a contract of five years. So, doubling down on the fact that she was in the wrong to leave them in the lurch. Wow. Um, but she was replaced and they released a mini album with their new member, which was called Rebloom in October of 2009. And then in 2010, they teamed back up with Davici and Tiara to release a song called Wonder Woman. Then they did some OSTs. And then in July, they announced that the new member was leaving again to go be in co-ed school. Okay. Um, and then they were just a duo um, until 2010. And then, let's see, final album, 2011. Yes. And they announced that they're, so at, a, at some point in their career around 2009, they their management changed from Mnet to Core Contents Media. Um, and I don't know if that's because the company itself just changed names. Or if it folded. Or if it, yeah, who knows. Um, but when they announced their next album release, Core Contents Media in December of 2010 announced this will be the last album and they will disband after this. Um, so they, they wanted to go their separate ways and uh, they came out with, what is it, a compilation album called See You Again. Which is yeah. ironic because it was going to be their last one. So they were not, in fact, going to see us again. And here's the weirdest sentence I've ever seen. And I want to like click on it and know what happened here. In November 2012, Core Contents Media debuted a new group based on Sia called The Sia. What? And it had it's a four-member group under MBK. Whoa, that's wild. And their R&B, it's a reboot of original girl group Sia, but with four entirely different members. That's so wild. Whoa, weird. Why would you, why? Why would you make a whole new know, girl group Because so they'd bought too many, they bought group. too many t-shirts that said Sia already yeah. and they couldn't let go of the name or something. So they grabbed a Sharpie and just wrote the on all of them and said, right. we're selling these again. Yeah. All right, so overall, how many mil mini albums did they have? What's their discography like? They had like? five studio albums all told, okay. uh, one EP. All and right. they won a bunch of awards in 2006 for being new the new artists. Yeah, and not just for Mnet, but they also won some Golden Disc and SBS awards as well. So not to say that they weren't deserving of their awards that they did, in fact, win in 2006. Um, so the music video to watch... 
According to this Wikipedia, it says right out here that they were known for their 2007 hit Love's Greetings. So I feel like that's what we have to watch. Okay. Because all these music videos are re-uploads because it does not look mm. like their company cares at all. Um, or perhaps, no, Core Contents Media still exists. All right. Well, let's watch what they are quote unquote known for. Oh, no, it's six minutes long. <laughs> is this an OST? I don't know. Oh, it, it is the music video, though. Yeah. Okay, a girl is, like, driving a van, and she's, like, very stressed out. This was from their second album. All right, archaeological dig. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God, I bet she's going to get betting right now. She's going to get sucked into the past. Ooh. I was going to say maybe she's going to get haunted. Ooh, that could be good, too. Oh, the do they found something. Oh, she looks really stressed out. Oh, it's a grave. Oh, are they finding a body? Yep. <laughs> oh, she fainted. Ooh, is it herself? <gasps> yeah, like in that crazy drama, like, time slip way. Oh, past life. Yeah, She's, definitely. Uh, the body they found is it's her from her. a past life. It's gotta be. We just saw a flash <coughs> of what looked like an angry mob with torches. Okay. The doctor took a book out of the hands of the mummy. And now we are in the past. It's and children in Hanbok are playing and laughing in the rain. <laughs> There's a girl princess, and she's like, come over here, dirty mullet boy. <laughs> Look, he looks like a wolf child. This kid has, like, wacky hair. He's got a classic anime mullet. Super Junior anime mullet. Yeah. Oh, this was 2007. Okay, now the kid, they're getting chased out of the market because they spilled pears. <laughs> Trying to look up if this is a <gasps> oh they grew up they're they're growing oh, up oh and they're still holding hands forbidden love perhaps yeah I don't watch enough historical dramas but I feel like their clothes are telling me she is important and he is poor yeah. and so they shouldn't be friends oh my god is the guy that's driving the car the 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 guy oh maybe and they're remembering their past. I don't know. But they came together in the future in this archaeological dig. <gasps> yes, they did. Yes. He has to show her something. He's handing her a folder. And she's wearing a wedding ring. And so he looks sad. Oh, she's hiding oh. her wedding ring. Uh-oh, what is happening? <laughs> It's because she remembers him as past life boy, and now she's... Oh, oh. <gasps> oh, no. The soldiers. The soldiers are mad. They're going to burn somebody. Yeah, the king seems angry. <gasps> blood. A drop Fire. of blood in a bowl. <laughs> and the song is Lord. again. No, this doesn't work. Oh, oh, the boy is gonna come try to save the princess from this revolution. Oh, yeah, the boars it's like are a revolution. military coup or something. 
I thought she was going to be punished for this forbidden love. But he's not going to save her. They found her body. But she wrote about it in the book that she was buried with. But she was burned. See, look, that's her, right? Yeah. The rebels have her. Please, Please. don't kill her. Oh, he's fighting them. Run. They're both going to die. They're going to die together. He's going to try to fight them all off. Wow, he's oh wildly swinging this some fire. This music video is so intense, and it is not from an OST. It is just from one of their albums. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I think he just set this guy on fire. Yeah, he hit him in the back with a fire, and it's all in slow-mo, so it's like I can see every bit of it. Whoa, Cool. He just lit the ground on fire, I guess, and now there's a ring of fire around them that they can escape through. Oh, <gasps> shit! Oh, arrow in the he shoulder! Oh, no. He's gonna be like, they're, you go on. They're definitely gonna die. Please, sir. We're in love. Oh, the guy looks sad. He cares about their love. <gasps> He's oh. giving him a sword! <laughs> And walking the other way. Oh no, he's in bad shape from being shot. And they're remembering when they were children. Oh no. In the flowers, no. Oh, they're so close to his house. Of course he's not okay. (laughs) And the music video is just going to end like this. What the fuck? Oh, to be continued. I wonder if they had multiple music videos that like Uh, kept on this storyline, you know? Maybe that's why they decided to continue it with this The Sia. Oh, because they needed to they keep needed this to, storyline to going. Story I don't know about the archaeological archaeologists that, that have a have past, past life, life love. Yeah, past life drama. Wow. I like that it says to be continue. To be continue. To be continue or not really, because both iterations of Sia are disbanded now. Womp, womp. But uh, that was interesting for sure. Yeah. Um, no. I feel like I didn't even really listen to the, the song was fine. It we was, didn't comment at all on the the music because it was just it. happening and it did not fit what was happening in the music video no, at all. No, it it was not. very OST ish, and I'm surprised that it wasn't that yeah. it wasn't an OST. <sighs> but maybe since they also collaborated with Da Vici, which makes the same kind of music, maybe that was their style. They just yeah, like, yeah, generally yeah. did really. Pretty, pretty big ballads. Yeah, maybe. Well, that was the Sia. Or no, that was just Sia. <laughs> Not the Sia. That was the second group. Um, now is when we usually do weekly recommendations. Um, but I don't know. 
We're here in the past. So I, I don't know. know if we like have anything. I was going to re- recommend one thing that I've been listening to this week that I haven't brought up on the show yet. Um, and I don't know if it's, it's not even usually my usual style, but the song is called Stay Beautiful. And it is by Jimin Park. Um, and she is one of the hosts of, if you watch After School Club, that English, um, that English variety show Mm -hmm. that's in English. She's one of the hosts of that. Um, and this is like her new single. It's called Stay Beautiful. And it's definitely more on that KR&B coffee shop side Mm. corner of the Korean music scene. Um, but it's just nice, chill, and the vocals are good on it. So that's the only thing I've been listening to this week that I haven't already talked about on the show. So nice. I thought I'd throw that in there. I've only really, I mean, where we are recording this right now, like we just went to the Super M pop-up on Friday. And so Super M is kind of the only thing I've been listening to, at least the only new music yeah. I've been listening to. Um so I feel like I don't really have a recommendation for this week other than I, I really like No Manners. That's a really, really good Super M song. Okay. There you go. I'll take that. I think that's a good recommendation. Okay. All right. And then with that, it's time for pluggies. So if you would like to follow follow us, this is what happens when I talk too long. If you want to follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, ask me about K-pop. The podcast on YouTube, amakpoppod at gmail.com for emails. Ask me about K-pop, the community, on Amino. That's all of the places. Uh, and we'll be back next week with something spooky. I don't know. Come back and find out. Okay, bye. Chongyun, you're our inspiration. Bye.